0: Dear loyal podcast listeners, if at any point in time during this episode you experience a screechy sound in the audio, you can direct all complaints to Manuel Ramirez, who continued to butcher the sound of this podcast. Thank you and we apologize for the sound quality of this episode. We hope you enjoy it anyway. Welcome into another edition of the Commission's Corner. As always, during these recaps, I am joined by Mike and Manny. How are you guys doing today? i
1: pissed. I'm doing okay. <laughs> What's up, Commission? Doing well. Excited to be back.
0: Manny, do you being pissed? Does that have anything to do with Saquon Barkley's injury on Sunday? Uh,
1: yeah, a little bit of his retake,
2: but yeah, about Saquon. Uh I wasted my uh, second round pick on that fuck. Um, I wish him the best though. Your first, first round pick. Yeah. My first round pick. You said you second said my, round my pick. Second pick. My first round. Yeah. My second pick.
0: Well, um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about this podcast is if you listen to it during the preseason, you get excellent Intel as someone saying that Zeke should be chosen as a second overall player. But I mean, what do I know? I'm only the person who said it and he's the only one of the top three picks who hasn't been hurt yet.
2: Who would have thought? But I would like to say, for the record, um, I think I told Teeny this. I don't know who else I told, but I said if – you may think I'm lying, but if Dalvin Cook signed before draft day, I would have chosen Dalvin Cook as my number two pick. Just saying. Can't go wrong with him.
0: Hey, he scored in in both starts uh, so far this season, despite how bad that Vikings team is. Hopefully they just keep losing so we can get Trevor Lawrence although that's not going to help our team anyway, but whatever. All right, so on this edition of the Commissioner's Corner, we are going to review the matchups from week 2 and then look ahead and preview and predict our week 3 slate for the SGL. Also, keep in mind if you are interested in doing our weekly pick 'em, we had somebody tie us for first place, but they did not beat us. So if you want to compete in our SGL pick 'em, our link for the pick 'em is in our Instagram bio, and you can find us at sloppy or at, yes, yeah, sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league on Instagram. You can also see our bets on Thursday and on Sunday. Our player props so far this year, we have hit 11 of the 14 bets we have posted. We have. What's not hot is my team and Coach Canales' team, as we are both 0 and 2, and we haven't even been hit by any of these injuries that some of these other teams have had. Mike, how are you handling life over there?
1: No. when well, I was 0 and one that was, that was doable. I said if I went 0-2, I wouldn't just quite panic yet, although I kind of am. Well, I'll tell you what. If I don't get in the wind column this week, I'm having a, a fire sale, and, you know, something's got to give you. Can I, I, say have, something? I, I have not broke 100 points yet. It's, it's absolutely sickening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your fucking dog. I think your dog is a fucking jinx. Tell that shit.
0: <laughs> well, this is gonna be interesting because Mike, you play Manny this week, so that that's gonna be enticing when we get into that matchup a little later on.
1: Hopefully, we both end up one and two after this week. I think I've, I think I've gotten the best of Manny the last two years, so hopefully, he's not due for a victory here.
0: All right. Well. Yeah. We'll see my prediction later on, but what we're going to do right now, we're going to start off reviewing the week that was, and we've got to go and talk about the first matchup here as Remy and Paul took on TNT. Now, TNT got off to a hot start here. They were they, they passed the century mark during the 1 o'clock games, and then with about five minutes left in that Tampa Bay-Carolina uh, Panthers game, Leonard Fournette decided to steal the job right out of Rojo's hands, scored 20 points in the final five minutes of that game, and then – From there, DeAndre Hopkins scored 20 points during the 4 o'clock games. And if that wasn't enough, then Darren Waller decided to pound 28 more points on Monday night as Remy and Pale win 139.7 to 116.4. Now for the second year in a row, Team TNT stands at 0-2. Last year, they made the playoffs at this record. Hopefully, Magic strikes twice.
1: Well, you're making me feel better going into this week, knowing that you made the playoffs last year
0: indeed indeed I
2: feel, I feel bad for the commission i remember watching that game and, and then looking at his uh his matchup and he was like 60 points ahead of uh pound but then i i turned it back on around the second uh second half games and boom went downhill i had hope for you man
0: yeah i had hope too and then you know all hope was lost our next matchup was is now this is a heated matchup in SGL history. You thought Tommy versus Canales week one was heated. This one is heated. Joe, who has the the, the notoriously uh, known as having the best record in SGL, has his kryptonite in facing Roger and Roger's partner, B. And Roger and B held no punches as the Prince of Hilaire seems to be going nowhere. Roger nearly doubles his score, 164.6, and Joey only scores a measly 86.9 points. Roger's team, anchored by Josh Allen, who had 41.8 points. And this is with, he posted 180-plus points, and he benched Odell, who had 17, and he benched Stephon Diggs, who had 29.3 points. Joey, (laughs) on the other hand, started Paris Campbell, who got hurt and only scored 0.7 points. Joey also had... Well, three players other than Paris Campbell, who scored in the single digits. Joey now, for the first time in SGL history, is at 0-2 and, quite frankly, is freaking
2: out. This one hit him hard, man. This one really hit Joey hard. Um, What do you guys think about Rojo, though? Do you think Rojo will have his starting position um, on this Sunday? Fournette definitely earned
1: himself some more carries, more heavier uh, workload over there.
0: Yeah, without a doubt.
1: If you had Rojo on your team, would you start him still? Not this week.
0: Yeah, no. I, I think it's too hard. I mean, it's it's too dicey. It's too risky. I mean, I think that's that's the problem Joey ran into. He drafted a bunch of running backs, but now all the running backs he had, he. I mean, I, I understand his thought process was buying buying guys that either were falling in the draft or that could work their way into owning a backfield, kind of the way Jonathan Taylor did. And it kind of backed up, it backfired on him now. All those guys are in muddy backfields and no one wants to trade for sure. him. And Joey's trying to have a hard time figuring out who to start
2: weekly. Give it a second. In, in, uh, in,
1: in, in Joey's defense, I mean, he did draft Rojo thinking he was the number one over there. And Fournette got the – usually we draft days before uh, the season starts. But so this week – this year we got caught doing it about two weeks before. And Fournette got traded there and it really bit him in the ass.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at Joey's team right now. I so I feel like his receivers haven't performed yet, like Allen Robinson, AJ Green. Like once they perform, season is young. Hey, the, yeah, but what do you think about AJ Green though? Like I know he's getting the targets, but do you think he lost a step? Like you think? I think it's a mix of both. I, I think he has.
0: He may have lost a step. But I think that the either the breakout is coming or we're just seeing the demise of A.J. Green. I mean, he leads a league in air yards. And what air yards are, if you're not familiar with it, are the length that the ball travels the field when going to somebody. So of all the people in the league, he leads the entire league in air yards because he's been targeted so much at all areas of the field. And usually that's very predictive in in a guy in, with a guy who's going to break out. So maybe the breakout's going to come this week. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's just lost. Its, uh, maybe he's just lost a step when all those injuries from previous years piling up, and you know maybe the Bengals just haven't caught on to it yet. And then they're just going to start feeding Tyler Boyd because he's younger and better. But right. that, that's just me being uh, wishful. Uh, just some wishful thinking on my behalf. Be quiet. But uh so that was that. Joey's 0 two. Roger two and zero. He leads the AFC division. Our next matchup was our highest scoring matchup of the week. We had Richie taking on Tommy and Jay. Now, this is the second straight week that Richie's scored in the top half of the league, and yet he falls to 0-2 as Tommy trounces him, 180.9 to 148.3. Tommy had wonderful performances from McLaurin, Ridley, Nick Chubb, and Kyler Murray. All of them score over 25-plus points. Richie on the other end, I mean, he had double he had 20 point performances or 20 plus point performances from four different players. Deontay Johnson looks like a steal where he got him. You know, even James Conner bounced back after a rough week one. Ezekiel Ellis has been great. Matt Ryan's chucking the ball all over the place. He has that Steelers defense. I mean, Mark Andrews laid a dud, but I don't it doesn't matter. Mark Andrews could have scored 20 points again. You just weren't going to compete with Tommy. I mean to every week, I predict Tommy's going to lose by 25, and he ends up winning by like over 25. So I think I'm going to try something different this week. No spoilers. Uh, however, I mean, Kyler Murray right in the, the heart of the MVP conversation right now with the way he started. He's running a fuck ton. And, I mean, like, just easy way to rack up the points. What, what are you guys' thoughts on this matchup?
1: I think Tommy – as long as Tommy's got Chubb going and Swift, his running backs are producing. Tommy's team is extremely dangerous because he's, his receiving core has been outrageous. I mean, Ridley and the has been great. Uh, so his team's big on boomer bust on that. If Chubb, if Chubb's moving, uh, Tommy's team is very dangerous.
2: Yeah. And let's not forget Kyler Murray, top three. He's like, Oh yeah. Mark Jackson this year. Um, geez he, he could sling it and he could run uh, i'm glad i have him in another league but in this league yeah good job on tommy on picking him up and i think and i quote i think tommy did say that as he put the sticker on kyler murray he did say the next lamar jackson yeah um and did i say something uh i just noticed that he has a kicker named young ho Koo. why the hell hasn't he changed his team name he needs to change his team name because that is a great ass name
0: it is. It is. He's actually Young Hoku is actually our kicker in our Instagram league that we are two and zero in. If only my SGO record was two and zero, that'd be nice. But yeah, I I definitely echo that sentiment. As long as Nick Chubb is in positive game scripts, it's going to really help Tommy's team. He has a bunch. He has a very deep running back depth. I mean, I know like all these injuries hitting. He definitely has guys that he can go and trade. Uh, that you know, but Tommy's asking for a lot, or he's trying to go and send Benny Snell for Kenny Galladay because he thinks that's a fair trade. But
1: I can't believe he hasn't offered me Boston to Scott yet for Tyreek Hill. I mean, it seems hey, pretty fair. I know. Tommy. That's that, that, just Tommy Knowledge, though. Yeah. Tommy would say that Richie's one of the worst fantasy uh, teams this year, even though Richie's probably got the third or fourth highest points in the league, but he's 0 2. It's just typical Tommy Knowledge. Kamish, is Calvin Ridley the top
2: wide right receiver going into Week Three?
0: Yes, he is because Calvin Ridley has scored
2: two touchdowns, two touchdowns in every single games. game.
0: He's on pace for thirty-two touchdowns. I mean, it's not you likely think it's going to happen.
2: You think it's going
0: to continue? Uh, I mean, if you look those, at it right those now, those numbers
1: cannot continue. Yeah,
0: Boy, the, the numbers aren't going to continue. But do I think he's going to be a top-five receiver the rest of the way? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, if you look at his crazy, crazy stat on Calvin Ridley. Any single time he's had eight targets thrown his way, he's caught at least six balls, had over 80 receptions and had a touchdown. And I think every single one of them, but one game. And now if you read the reports, Julio Jones was missing practice with some, uh, with a hamstring injury, if that's going to hold him out, that could, I think it actually might hurt Ridley a little bit because having Julio on the the field right. brings so much attention but i mean he's still he's gonna definitely get some more volume and especially with how bad that atlanta defense is calvin ridley when tommy took him in the third i thought it was a slight little reach i mean he was a guy i was hoping for in the fourth round but hey he looks like a genius for taking him there his receivers are you know locked up he, he po- posted 180 points this week with sammy Watkins only getting him two points and that's also with Mike Thomas on the IR for him right now. Yep. So he
1: made he made all the right coaching decisions this week.
0: Yeah, I, you can't fault him one bit. Hey, he could have started Boston Scott again, and he actually would have had more points than putting Sammy Watkins in. So betting, uh, let's get off his
2: dick. Let's get off his dick. Let's go to the next one.
0: Come on. Yeah, Tommy's gonna treat this like it's a an anal porno with Lisa Ann. He's getting <laughs> gonna get so aroused with talking his team up so much. Our next matchup, we're gonna talk about another team that can't crack the century mark as Team Canalis took on Matty Wichels. This one was, it, it was something.
1: <laughs> it was a joke.
0: It was something. For the second straight week, the only player who showed up for Canales was Lamar Jackson. He didn't even do that well. He scored 19 points. Oh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill did surpass 20 points for him, but when you go up against top-scoring player of the week, Aaron Jones, who had 45.6 points, T.J. Moore had 20 points. Raheem Mostert, who (laughs) stopped playing, like, in the second quarter because he he sprained (laughs) his MCL. He had 18.7 points against the Jets.
1: Second play of the game, he broke for an ADR touchdown. I knew my week was over within minutes of the 1 o'clock games.
0: Yeah, and if – I mean, look, if and if – It couldn't get better for Matt. I mean, the guy picked up Devontae Freeman like a week or so ago, and now he's going to be the starting running back of the New York Giants. So things are looking up for Matty. After a week last week where he lost but still scored a crap ton of points, now he's getting his due. He scores 165.3 points. He's at 1-1. and Mike is in that treacherous 0-2 start, same as me and Joey. You guys have any takes on these games? Who
1: would have thought? Another, is there another 0-2 team as well? Who else is 0-2?
0: Uh, Richie. Yes, Richie is also 0-2. There are four of us.
2: It makes it? It me feel better. Now, I was saying, who would have thought Aaron Jones continues to score these damn touchdowns? Like, going to Mothrax, I it was coming to me. I'm like, I am not touching Aaron Jones. And that kicked me in the ass because, Wow. I think he's going to continue this even when Devontae Adams is hurt. I believe he still – he didn't go to practice. Um, He's going to continue this workload, man. It's a free Aaron Jones show.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, look, I've – if you've ever seen a lot of my drafts, you know I'm a very big anti-Aaron Jones guy. It's not that I don't like the player. I don't like the system. I know they don't give him – like he's still only getting like 30% of like the the work in the backfield. Like he's not playing – 60, 70% of the snaps, like he's still sharing time. But a crazy stat about Aaron Jones, I mean, I know Manny just alluded to all those touchdowns he's scoring. Any single time that Devontae Adams has been like injured or questionable or left a game, if Aaron Jones has had six or more targets in that game or he's even played in the slot, which he has from time to time, he's averaged over 25 plus fantasy points in every single one of those games. So, I mean, like, especially now, look, if you think about it, Devonte Adams has a hamstring injury, just like a lot of people with these soft tissue injuries. If he's questionable going into that Sunday night game, it could be another fireworks show from uh, Aaron Jones, which that, that, that could be big as when you come to see our predictions later
1: on. There's a big piece in the uh, Aaron Rodgers comeback tour.
0: Yeah, in, indeed. Speaking of comebacks, Skiff's comebacks. Well, I mean, he's, got, he's trying to make a comeback from wearing the dress. Skiff now has surpassed his whole win total from last year yes we are two weeks in yes that means he had one win last year I he
1: point total as well,
0: he? yes <laughs> i don't know if Skip surpassed 189 points last year i don't know might have been close but yes skiff does post 189.2 points and as he took on the reigning defending champion anthony who only scored 110 now anthony lost mccaffrey in this game he did put up 24 points mahomes did put up 31 for anthony as well but then nobody else passed even 13 points on his team. Or Skiff on the other hand on the other hand had 38 from Kamara, 42 from Russell Wilson. Kelsey had 24. The Colts defense who me and Steve dropped this week had 21. That really hurt us. Man, Skiff did all this with starting JJ Taylor from the New England Patriots because James White wasn't active for a very tragic reason with the passing of his father. Uh, so, he had a ne- negative point total and still almost cracked 190 points. Crazy start from Skiff. He deserves it, and I'm really dreading playing him this week. Guys, what are your takes on this game?
1: Anthony started 19-hines thinking he was going to go off. This week, he was not him Hines, and he was an awful, awful start. One Who, point, would have Who would have 1. 1. 1.4 points. No one knew that was going to happen. He was not oh. even a keeper. That disaster of the tight end spot in Tampa continued. Roger Howard getting two points. Gronk with zero. I mean, I I would stay far away from any of those Tampa Bay tight ends.
0: They're using Gronk as a blocker. The guy came out of retirement to block. What the hell is that? Crazy. Yeah, so we'll see how Anthony's team shakes out. I mean, he had the one pick, and now Anthony's first three picks, McCaffrey out uh, four to six weeks. Kittle probably not playing, especially after uh, the 49ers lost so many players last week on that field uh, at the uh, Meadowlands. So unlikely that he's going to suit up this week. So that means Anthony's only going to have one of his first three picks on uh, playing this week, as he's going to be taking on a very hot team that we are about to, uh, uh, that we, that we will preview later on our final matchup of the week. This way, If
1: you're watching this, I'm smiling right now.
0: Yeah, Mike, you oh, did. What? You did mush him, man. Uh, Mike, you did mush him. You you gave the Canales curse to him last week.
1: I gave him the good old Canales guaranteed, and it worked like magic. And by the way,
2: I think Anthony did a petty move during uh, the Monday night game. I, I think, yeah, on the unfortunate news of James White, um, I think Anthony. Picked up a running back, so Skiff can't get the highest score of the week, and
1: that backfired because he still continued. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it petty. I'd call it a coaching move, but yes, okay.
0: Speaking of unforeseen things, <laughs> who the hell saw this coming? Kevin Hill, Mister Two Defenses, is now two and zero after he beats Manny one thirty nine point one to one fourteen point two. And this is with Tom Brady only scoring 10 points. But Eckler goes for 18. Chris Carson, another good game with 19. The big games were Kareem Hunt with 24 and Mike Gusecki with 27. Manny, on the other hand, you had 41 points from Dak. We had about like four or five guys this week score over 40 points. I can't remember the last time we had that. But, Manny, you lose Barkley who had 2.8. David Johnson only gets seven. Adam Thielen only gets six. You should probably trade him. cough. Cough. <laughs> No offense, Wow, I'm surprised. Because N- Manny, last time I looked at your lineup, it looks like you had Jordan Akins in who only had 12. Yeah, well,
2: sw- told me to switch him last minute. You, you,
0: you switched to Noah offense It looked like it was the right call. If only the other right call was to start Melvin Gordon, who had 16 points. But what do I know? The Saints defense Monday night only gets you 2.5 points. Manny, you followed a one and one. What was your take up on? What was your take on this matchup?
2: I was so surprised on the Saints. Like, I, I came in knowing that, okay, they, they, they can give me 20-plus points. And then, I believe the first drive, um, the Saints, like, smacked them, like, two three times, and then nothing happened in the first quarter. And then after that, it went downhill. I guess they changed their, their gameplay, and I was taking the lead. Um, I yeah, I lost to Kevin, and to be honest, I don't think I have a great record for one um, But, shoot, like, green part, but yeah. Also, Gusecki, I was watching that game. The, minutes, the, the guy got four catches in the the was a touchdown in the the Miami game, and I was watching.
0: Yeah, that, that was very interesting. What uh I saw a report afterwards that the linebackers for Buffalo, because is usually very good against the tight ends. And what happened was um their their linebackers got hurt, and then that opened things up for Giuseppe. And that was our week two recap. Now, before we get into our week three predictions. Let me hit you with some SGL analytics presented by Tommy Degnan. Ten teams in the history of the SGL have started 3-0. Team TNT in 2017 was the only team to start 3-0 and miss the postseason. That hurts. Your chances of making the playoffs, if you are 3-0, are 90%. Me and Steve, we're an outlier. Most 3-0 starts in the league history are tied between two teams. Manny... And the commish. Ironically, no eventual SGL champion has ever started the season 3-0. No team has ever won the branded, the prized wooden cock, if they started 3-0. 2-1 is the most common start to an SGL title run producing, uh, with five champions starting at 2-1. Your chances of making the postseason if you start two and one is a promising sixty-six percent. At least one two and one team has missed the playoffs every single year. Sorry, Kev. Rod and Tans are the only team to ever hoist the Brandon after a two and one start. Few more stats: three SGL champions have been crowned after starting the season one and two. Kevin, twenty fifteen. Skiff in 2017, and Joe in 2018. The playoffs odds for a one and two team dropped to just 34%. One and two teams have hoisted the Brandon three times. There have been 13 O and three starts in SGL history. Skiff is the leader with three of them. Richie is the only coach in SGL history to make the playoffs after starting 0 and three. Making your chances of making the playoffs at just eight percent. The Brandon Award has been given to an 0-3 team five times. And the stat of the week. Canales has only won in week three one time in SGL history. He is one and seven in those matchups. Those were your week three SGL analytics. What do you guys think of those?
1: I know the last one all too well. I always start off one and two or two and one. Uh, hopefully, this year's the same. I start off one and two and not 0 oh and three because I do not like the percentages at 0 oh and three.
2: I don't know in that category. I'm looking to love the total opposite. Um, yeah uh, i can't believe because the commission is actually with me at the three and no spot yeah well
0: um, not i'm not not there this year
2: yeah there's Manny.
0: yeah so uh some <laughs> yeah. very interesting stats to uh to think about while i try to sleep tonight although i'm not saying apparently they're
2: gonna keep going i think tommy did say that he will continue we'll see down.
1: we'll see if he keeps that same energy when his team falls to two and two in two short weeks from now all right yeah,
0: interesting.
2: interesting
0: interesting all right so let's get into the week three breakdown our first matchup is going to be team r and b who stand at two and zero, taking on our reigning champion anthony who is one and one manny how do
2: you see this one shaking out and who's your x-factor uh i will have to go and say it will be Roger and Brandon taking it this week um there's not just one player that's an X Factor. The X Factor is going to be dropped down and Diggs. Those two playmakers have been playing phenomenal this, the last two weeks. Yeah, they played against like fighters that are not strong, but they come in and playing uh, the Rams this week.
0: All right, Mike, how do you see this matchup going down?
1: Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with team Raj here. He's going to end up being 3 0. Anthony's team's completely depleted. Uh, I don't think there's really any shot. He's what got what? His top two picks are out for. Top two out of three are out for some time here. Uh, yeah, Roger's going to be able to walk through to, to go to a 3 0 start. Yeah,
0: yeah kind of. I'm going to echo that same sentiment. I'm going to say Miles Sanders is going to be. The X Factor, mainly just because I think he's going to be the highest scoring player in the matchup. Josh Allen is, I mean, I think the Rams defense is pretty underrated. Josh Allen has been absolutely balling. He's the number two ranked quarterback so far in fantasy. I mean, unless Mahomes can put up 80 points, and I don't see that happening. Anthony really has no shot. This is pretty much like a bye week for Roger and Brandon, unless the wheels fall off. Our next matchup. Our next matchup is going to be Remy and Pale taking on Joey now. this team has one historic matchup several years ago when they faced off in the SGL Finals. Remy and Pale won on a stat correction, a little Christmas miracle as uh, Raj, who loves breaking the news, Roger Chester as we call him, decided to go and call me first thing uh, Christmas morning many years ago to announce that there was a stat correction change and that Remy and Paul were actually the champions, and Joey did not win his second championship when he thought he did. So this projection is fairly, fairly close. Uh,
2: Manny, how do you see this one shaking out? This is really close. The ESPN projects uh, Paul Renn to win under two points, but I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Joey. Um, It's hard to believe that Paul Renn has a, a great team. Um, with Tom Watson and Darren Waller, Um, but I'm going to go. I think, like I said earlier in the pod, um, Joey team hasn't performed. So this is the week. So I think Allen Robinson will have a week um, and AJ Green. All right,
0: Mike, how do you see this one going down?
1: i am going to the opposite here. Uh, Joey's team is just, I mean, it's in shambles right now. I I, I think he's going to go 0-3. Which is crazy to hear that stat, but uh, I think Paul's gonna win. I think it's gonna be a close master up like it predicts. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna swim this week. He hasn't been playing Deshaun like the last two games. I think he's gonna go absolutely apeshit, even though he's going against pit defense. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna put up thirty points this week.
0: All right. I know I think the projection is is you know, right on par. I think it's gonna be very, very close. I think it would be very, very 2020 of this for Remy and Paul to have that week last week and then their team lay a dud. I know Julio Jones has that hamstring injury. Hey, this week they, they have CD Lamb currently in their lineup, which I think is a very smart decision. I think they should have started him last week as well. I mean, it doesn't matter. They beat me anyway.
2: Uh, I mean –
0: for me, the X factor has got to be the Ravens' defense. I mean, they're facing the Chiefs on Sunday night – on Monday night, I'm sorry. And I think it's going to come down to that when Joey's got CEH against the Ravens' D. um, Man, I'm thinking Joey somehow ekes this one out. I think A.J. Green – we're really going to find out if A.J. Green is back or if he's just going to be laying duds all season long. This is going to be like a make-or-break week for him in my eyes. He's got Cam against the Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders who – that defense hasn't been performing very well. I think Joey ekes this one out. That's probably going to be the closest matchup of the week.
2: I want to talk about James Robinson,
0: but shut up. We're not talking about James Robinson. We're moving on to our next matchup. Man, I know I just said the last one was going to be really close. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. 1-1 one and one, Matt taking on 2 oh Jay on my tees. Manny. These are two of the highest scoring teams in our league. How do you see this one
2: going? Uh, I just want to say something to all the viewers out there. Uh, before, Canals and Mantini told me to back away from the damn mic, but I cannot see these damn names. So, if I'm panicky, I do apologize. Um trying to work out the technical difficulties, but Canals is trying to figure it out. Um so I have yeah, this is a great matchup. Um I'm gonna keep checking on the score who's gonna win, but I'm gonna go, you know what? Keep it going. Johnny, I got Tommy doing that. Um I think Tyler is supposed to continue. He's playing the detail line and um I think that's the X factor.
0: All right, Mike, how you see this one going down?
1: Manny, please sit still when you're talking. Uh, I'm going going Matt here Uh, I hope he absolutely Rapes Tommy's asshole Uh, Matt's team's hot These teams are both hot I think they're going to go way over their projections I think it's going to be a a very high scoring matchup I hope Matt edges them out Um, Like I said, Tommy's team Has been insanely hot But I don't see Calvin Calvin Ridley score two touchdowns every damn week So I'm going to go Matt here Help us God
0: I do, I do find it interesting that, uh, as of right now, Tommy has Joshua Kelly in as his RB2. I mean, it's a great matchup against the Carolina defense. The last two weeks, I've, con- I've come out and said Tommy's going to lose by 25-plus points, and he has beaten his opponent by 25-plus points. So I'm going with a little reverse psychology here. I mean, look, this is not my division, so it doesn't matter who really wins. It doesn't bother me one bit. I do think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to pick Tommy for the first time this year. I do think Nick Chubb has a tougher matchup against a a very good front seven of the uh, Washington football team. But my X factor is going to be uh, said Joshua Kelly. Uh, He's been growing in uh, the timeshare. He's been getting more work. And now that uh, Tyrod Taylor is out again, you know, it's, they they did great last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Kelly is, is going to be, you know, infused into more of a workload. I know Matt's looks like he's starting Henry Ruggs because Mostert is out. So it could come down to that matchup right there between uh, who scores more between Kelly or Ruggs. I'm going to go with Joshua Kelly as the X-Factors. I think Tommy could be going 3-0. Did oh. I say
2: something? Um, Floor is yours, I honey. Just- Michael Michael Thomas is in the slack. Did I miss something? Is he why is he still on
0: his uh Well, it's probably just because he hasn't been ruled out yet and Michael Thomas has not been put on IR yet. So I know the crazy thing that I saw is the person who has to clear Michael Thomas to play is actually the doctor who is the team doctor for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I did hear that. So that that is interesting how that's going to work out. I mean, I don't think, you know, I'm sure there's probably some malpractice thing that, you know, if he's like, oh, you can't play just to give the uh, the Green Bay Packers an edge. I don't think that they would do that.
2: But, you could tell that to the Chargers doctor. Um, but yeah.
1: You <laughs> yeah. <don't know. laughs> All
0: right. This next matchup is going to get a solo breakdown. As 1-1, one and one, Manny takes on o and 2 Canalis. Now, projection-wise, Mike is barely projected to win this one by 1.5 points. I mean, looking at it, man, oh, man, this one's going to be a good one. I mean, I think the big question is, is, how is Mike's team projected to score 122 points when he hasn't cracked 100 points all year? That to me is the big. That, that to me is the big question. How does that happen? Uh, you know, AJ Brown. You currently have him slot in your lineup. Maybe he plays. Maybe he doesn't. Mike, I'm not sure. To me, I think it's all going to come down to. Ah, uh, man. I mean, if I, if I, I mean, I would have to say it's going to come down to Deion Lewis. Is he actually going to be involved? I know he had all the snaps and everything last week, but that's also because. When Saquon went out, they had no other running backs to work in. How much does Devontae Freeman play? I mean, I'm probably going to say Deion Lewis is the X factor, but I'd be foolish to not go with Manny's team. His team is just playing better right now. Yeah, you have Lamar Jackson in a high-scoring matchup, but Dak Prescott's been otherworldly so far. I mean, he had a rough start to the game last week, but then really turned it on, scoring a bunch of rushing touchdowns. So I think right there, that seems like a push, if anything. Then it's going to the rest of the team, and – Manny's team is by far healthier than yours. Uh, So I'm going with Manny on this one. We got two more matchups to break down our next matchup. We've got 2-0 Kev taking on 0-2 Rich. And if you really think about these records could easily be flopped or Richie could easily have the same record. If he played some different people, Richie has scored a ton of points just been extremely unlucky and if you look at it there's a half a point separating these two teams in the projections many who do you see coming out on top here
2: fuck ass i'm going go with richie uh, fuck you uh, fuck you kevin your turtleneck looking ass um <laughs> so i'm going with richie uh the x factor clearly here i see is ty hilton if i don't see any connection yet with ty and philip rivers if this week doesn't show any uh, chemistry. I think Richie should uh, trade him to me, but T. Y. will perform this week against the Jets. But uh, again, Richie.
0: All right, Mike. How about you?
1: I'm also going to go with Richie here. Uh, something has got to give for the kid, man. His team's playing well. You're going to usually score that many points. Wins are eventually going to come to you, and I think he's going to get his first of the first of the year this week. Uh, man, Mark Andrews put up a dud last week. I think he's gonna have a big bounce back week against KC. It's gonna be a slugfest, high scoring game, and I think uh Andrews is gonna have a uh, good game to give give Richie the W.
0: See, I'm I'm torn here. Part of me wants, the, part of me knows Richie's team is is better than their than his record, and I think he should win. The other part of me is hoping that he loses so he has a fire sale because he has some very nice pieces that I would like to acquire. But you know, for the sake of the podcast, I mean Devontae Adams looks like he's questionable with a hamstring injury. It looked like he was gonna be fine. Now it looks like he he might he's in doubt for this game. On the other end, Kenny Galladay's just starting to practice, which that could go and change a lot of things for Richie. Uh, you know, looking back at it, Ezekiel has another great matchup. Matt Ryan's at home. I think it's gonna be a clean sweep. I'm going for Richie as well. And for me, my X-Factor, it's got to be Deontay Johnson, man. Richie got him, which I thought was early where he took me. I believe he took him like the sixth round. But everyone seems to be trying to trade for him. He's a dynamic player. He looks like he's the number one. So it looks like Kev is actually starting the number two receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think that he's going to be the X-Factor because if he beats Juju, if he's getting more production from Kev's quarterback, that can go and change the whole shape of that matchup. So I'm I'm going with Deontay as the X factor. Can,
2: I, right. say, can I say another thing? Since you don't see me clearly, <laughs> yeah, Manny, go for it.
0: If I'm showing you the matchup, I can't see you on the screen.
2: Oh, I'm over here waving. I have fucking We're in the plane to go fucking land. Like over here, pick me, pick me, but. You brought it up, Kenny Galladay. Like he's on his flex. Like I think he's like he's dealing with a hamstring. Like you said, I think he's going to be limited. Like I don't know who's on Richie's bench since the screen's so small and you can't scroll down. But I think Richie will probably pull away from him if if he's smart. If it was me, if Kenny was on my team, I would second guess for him to uh, plug him in this week. Jerry Uh Judy.
1: Oh. if Adams if Adams doesn't play for, for uh Kev, Richie should definitely plug in uh he should definitely plug in uh Lazard. What's his name there? Yeah, Lazard over there. Um instead of Hilton, man. Hilton's been terrible. I don't know why I still give him a shot. I'd sit him until he proves to me that he should be playing, but uh I still think Richie's gonna pull one out. I, I think right. I think
0: Hilton's thing has been just game script. I mean last week they played the Vikings, so they they had a layup win. And he had nine targets in the Jacksonville game when it was a lot closer. Last week he only had five targets. But, I, I mean, it's not the same T.Y. Hilton as before. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's probably in the same boat as A.J. Green where they could just be towards the twilight of the career. So, I mean, Richie's best receiver has been Deontay Johnson. Hell, Richie's best receiver all year might be Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson could finish as a top 12 receiver this year.
1: Yeah. I thought because you almost put someone else on the board for him because he couldn't pronounce his name right. Yeah, because
0: he wanted Devontae Jones, who's not even a player in this league. I think he was thinking he was in a CFL draft.
1: Yeah, he's in CFL.
0: All right, so our final matchup. And I think projection-wise, this is might be the most lopsided. Actually, no, I think the Roger versus Anthony one is the most lopsided. We got 2-0, and o, Skip taking on 0-2, Team TNT. I'm going to refrain from anything here. And I'm just going to let you guys bash my team's chances of winning this one. Manny, how do you see this going?
2: Oh man, I'm sorry, Commissioner. Again, like, I don't want to do it to you, but again, Skiv has a legitimate great team. This first two, Russell Wilson and Alvin Kamara, they're going to have another great game this week. Um, X and they're not going to stop. They're going to continue scoring, and a lot of points. So, yeah, yeah. he's got all the check marks. It's unbelievable. <laughs>
0: uh, How about you, Mike? How do you see this one going?
1: I'm going to go TNT here. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Um, I think Goddard is it's Goddard and Goddard Mitchell. are going to have monster games. Mitch Mania against Miami. I think he's going to put up throw for four touchdowns and, uh, light them up over there. Uh, and Skip's team. I mean, DK Metcalf. Uh, I think he's, he's got to cool down a little bit. I don't think he's going to have as crazy of a game as he's been having. Um, who knows what state of mind James White is going to be in after, you know, that tragedy, tragedy in his life. Um, and Robbie Anderson too. He's another one. Let's see. So let's see if he's a truth. He's had two great weeks. Uh, I've seen a lot of reports that he should be sat this week. Let's see if Skip follows suit with that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go teeny here in a, in a close matchup. I
0: mean, I one, one thing I, I would say about this matchup is, I mean, I know like last week we had um, Tyler Higby score three touchdowns. Our team really hasn't scored any touchdowns. In two weeks we've had maybe five combined touchdowns, which is probably least in the league. Well, no, I think it's more than Mike's team. But, I mean, regardless. Uh yeah.
2: I'm like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Kamish, like your Tyler Higby had a great game last week and you're sitting him on the bench. I understand you got Goddard, but
1: Goddard's going to have a bounce back weed against this shitty Cincinnati defense.
0: Well, yeah, twofold went into when me and Steve were were talking about this earlier and I'll, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. One is the fact that. The Buffalo Bills the last three years have been notoriously like top three against tight ends. And I know that um, Mike Gusecki blew up for like over 27 points last week. But what I alluded to earlier in the pod about them missing so many linebackers, if the linebackers are out this week, then we'll probably switch it. But now that Jalen Rager uh, tore the UCL in his thumb and he's going to be out like six to eight weeks, I think it's going to be a lot more two tight end sets where Goddard can actually have a big game. And on the flip side, I mean, man, when Skiff drafted Robbie Anderson, I looked at that and I was like, man, that was an early pick. Like, what's this guy doing? I was like, I know he used to be a Jet. Maybe that's why. Boy, was I wrong. I mean, Skiff might have been on this whole theory that I've seen sweeping the nation where any player, once they leave Adam Gase, they are just great. I don't care if Le'Veon Bell goes to – the fucking Tennessee Titans at the trade deadline this year and has to deal with Derrick Henry. Whoever leaves Adam Gase ends up being a star in the NFL. That guy is like a cancer to fantasy points. Robbie I'm Anderson sold, leaves. i not
1: sold. Skip didn't know that Robbie Anderson left the Jets, by the way. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's also 2-0, so. so yeah. Like Very true.
0: <laughs> yeah, and look how great this is. The defense that me and Steve drafted, the Colts defense – we, we bent, we dumped them off. Skiff picks them up They scored 21 and now they get to face the jets against us. So that, that's, that's just wonderful. Have a day. Have
2: yeah.
0: a year. So that's going to be our breakdown of the SGL matchups for week three. Now, what we're going to do is, a, a a very common segment here on our preview show is we are going to break down five spread matchups for the week. You can follow these bets and, uh, You know, throw some money on them if you want. If you're going to throw some money on something, I would throw some money on our player props. So far this year, we are 11 of 14 on player props. I'm going to have one or two out on our Instagram page at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league tomorrow. And then we're also going to have a bunch going on Sunday. But we've been pretty hot, knock on wood. We, We keep that trend going. So, boys, with our spread picks, the first matchup, we got the Jags who are minus three against the Dolphins in Jacksonville. Manny, who are you taking this week?
2: You know I'm a Minshew mania. I, I love a guy. Um, so I'm going to go with the uh, the Jags. I think uh, Minshew is going to put up points. I know Teeny's loving loving it because I think Tini is starting him this week. Um, so I get the Jags over the Dolphins tomorrow night in Jacksonville. Mike, how about you?
1: Minshew Mania is going to have a big game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a sloppy game, but I think Minshew is going to throw for three or four touchdowns. Jacksonville by 10, 10 plus.
0: I'm going to roll with the Jags. I mean, usually the home teams, especially on Thursday night, usually tend to win and it tends to be pretty lopsided. I'm just hoping the game is just as good as last week's game on Thursday night. That was a great game, high scoring. Hopefully we get that here with uh, with uh, Minshew dropping a, a load of points for uh, for me for fantasy. Our next matchup, the one uh, the one o'clock game that we chose was Pittsburgh minus four against Houston in Pittsburgh. Manny, who are you picking?
2: I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Uh, I think the defense is gonna be great. Um, uh, I can't believe all. I have David Johnson. So I hope uh, the Steelers cover all the wide receivers except the running back. I'm gonna go with uh, Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. I'm gonna take Houston this week. I think uh, I think Fuller is gonna have a bounce back bounce back uh, game this week, and Deshaun Watson is gonna throw on the great Pittsburgh defense. I just I just think that uh, the two of them are gonna have big games this week for to pull out a victory. I think they're gonna win straight up.
0: Yeah, one one thing I've learned about the Pittsburgh defense, I mean, it's a scary defense. They have a great front, and I know Houston doesn't have the best offensive line, so that worries me. But Pittsburgh's been able to be thrown on, so I think you're onto something, Mike, with uh, Deshaun Watson having a bounce back. I think it's going to depend on how healthy Will Fuller is. There was talk about his him having a hamstring injury or hamstring issue, but he was not on the injury report at all today. He did practice in full. So um, I think Houston covers. I still think Pittsburgh wins, but I'm thinking it's going to be like a three point game. But with it being at four right now, makes me want to lean Houston. The four o'clock game that we have is the Chargers minus six and a half with Justin Herbert starting. They announced it because Tyrod's not going to play this week against the Panthers in LA. That beautiful SoFi Stadium, Manny. Who you got?
2: I I got the Panthers covering. Uh, I I, I believe the Chargers are going to win. I do like Justin Herbert. He uh, did play a football game against the Chief, um, telling him that he's playing ten minutes before takeoff. Uh, gonna win it, but the Panthers will cover. This will be a closed game. Uh, so, uh, nothing
0: Mike, what's your take on this one?
1: I'm going the opposite here. I think the Chargers are going to cover the six and a half spread. I think the rookie Herbert is is going to continue what he he started last week and. Uh, Take it right into this week. I think the Chargers are gonna
0: cover the six and a half spread. I'm I'm gonna go, with Manny. I think the Panthers cover the six and a half. Uh and I look, I think the Chargers win. Uh, but one thing I've noticed in last week or you know, week two when the Panthers played the Bucks, they kept it close for a while. I mean, they kept it competitive, and at the very end, the wheels kind of fell off. This Panthers team is scrappy, at least on offense. I know they're missing McCaffrey, so that changes a lot. That's probably why this spread is where it is, because McCaffrey is not playing. But, I mean, I just don't have faith in Anthony Lynn as a coach to you know, put his foot on the other team's throat and suffocate them. I mean, think about it. You're facing the defending Super Bowl champs. It's fourth and one, and you don't even try to go for it. You just punt it to Patrick Mahomes, giving your team a death sentence like, I mean, come on, you're playing a win. You could have been 2-0 and had a win against your division rival. You know, like, you got to be more aggressive than that. So, I'm going to go with the Panthers covering the spread. I do think the Charters win, though. Sunday night, we have the Saints minus 3.5
2: against Green Bay in New Orleans. Manny, which pick here? uh oh. Um, without Michael Thomas, I, I can't say that I would pick the same Cover. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers. Uh, I think the Packers will win. So you know, Aaron Jones is gonna have a few more touchdowns. Uh, that game, yeah. But seeing the things Cover Monday night, Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees. I felt like I don't know what you guys thought of, but without Michael Thomas, um, it's going are not
1: they weren't them like last year so
2: that's it. All
0: right Mike how about you
1: I'm going the opposite of many again here um I just don't see I know Green Bay's hot right now it's the Aaron Rodgers come uh comeback tour this and that blah 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 but uh I don't see Drew you know losing again two weeks in a row like that I think he's going to have a big bounce back week and uh it's to me this is the toughest game of the week with the spread me as a gambler, I wouldn't go anywhere near this game. But uh, I think the Saints, Saints are going to cover a three and a half and an alcoholic.
0: I mean, me personally, I don't know how to read either one of these teams. I mean, the Saints, they still have some explosive pieces. I don't know if Breeze has lost a step. He clearly doesn't have the same arm strength that he has. But now, the way the offense is de- de- designed, he doesn't need to be launching the ball down the field. But missing Michael Thomas hurts him a lot. Green Bay, I mean, who have they really played so far? Yes, they've looked good. Yes, they've put up a bunch of points. But they played the Vikings team that we are just realizing that is horrible, horrible. And then on the other end, they played a Detroit team who, you know, they have, they don't – all their defensive backs are hurt. So they, they, they're struggling there too. I don't think Matt Patricia is going to last the whole year as the coach over there. So I think it's hard to get a gauge on it. I do think the Packers cover this three-and-a-half spread. Uh, I, I mean, I think it'd be in a, probably a field goal game or a one-point game. Uh, I truly don't know who's actually going to win if you want to try to pick the game straight. It's, it's a hard read because I don't know what both of these teams are. The Saints defense showed up in week one to stop Brady, but last week they were MIA on the road. Now they're back at home. But there's no fans, so it's not like they have the the crowd to to pump them up. So it remains to be seen, but I'm going to pick Green Bay with the points. Our final matchup, we got a shootout Monday night. We got the Ravens minus three and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Manny, what's your pick here?
2: I think this is the game of the year. Uh, Chiefs-Ravens on Monday night. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with the Chiefs you know why? Because I'm playing Lamar Jackson. And I think Mahomes um, so will take care of the ball and do what he does best on prime uh, time So I'm going with Cheeks.
1: Mike, how about you? Again, I'm going opposite of Manny because I <laughs> do have Lamar. Uh, and I think he's going to have a, a big game. He didn't. He had a bad showing last week with only 19 points. Definitely not Lamar-like. Um, and even though I have Tyreek Hill, I hope he does well. It's going to be a high-score game. I think the Ravens are going to cover the three and
0: a half. Uh, I mean, I looking at that. this, the Ravens have looked so explosive. The Chiefs, they look good Monday night, but they didn't look very Chiefs-like. Like We still haven't seen the laser show from Patrick Mahomes yet. He started off pretty slow. Last week, they they, they seemed to struggle a lot. I don't know if it's because that the Chargers' defense is very good. I'm not sure what it was. I think it's I mean if you're getting points with the Chiefs it's hard to not take them. So I'm going to take the Chiefs with the points. I know it's in Baltimore. I know the one team's playing a whole lot better, but I'm going to take the Chiefs mainly just cuz you're giving them points. I mean, you're giving Patrick Mahomes some points to play with. I don't care if he's playing the 85 Bears. I mean, I'm still taking that kid. He's I mean, he's the future, the present, the now, he's everything. Uh and I know the present is the now, but you know what I'm saying? So those are our spread picks. Before we get out of here, if you want to partake in our SGL Pick'em, you can go on our Instagram page. Once again, that handle is at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league. Click the link in the bio. It's going to lead you to our website, and then you can go to our pigskin pick'em from there. Last week, we had Jack Osterloff, of uh, a listener of the show. He tied for first. Now, the rules are, if you beat us, if you beat the Sloppy Gentleman, we will send you an SGL koozie. So he's got another crack at it. If you want to join, completely free. It's a pick em contest. If you beat the SGL members, we will send you a koozie uh, color of your choice, as long as we have a variety to choose from. But, boys, before we get out of here, let's get your survivor pick for the week. Manny, who's your survivor pick for the week?
2: Sure. Going down the list. I'm looking at them right now. Today, Junior. You no, know, it's a tough week. It's week three. Um, I'm going to go, if you did not pick the Colts, because I know in one one survivor pick, I know Canales, I believe, or Latini picked the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts versus Jets uh, this
1: week as a survivor pick. All right, Mike, how about you? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are going to be my Survivor Pick of the Week. I think Kyler Murray is going to stay hot with the hot hand and hot feet and uh, secure the W this week.
0: All right. I, now, I know week one I gave you the dicey pick, picking the, the now 2-0 and Las Vegas Raiders. Last week I picked the Bucks, so my picks here have been doing a lot better than my other picks. Uh, I actually have submitted the Colts this week. Hopefully they don't burn me again uh, in one of my Survivor Pools. But my pick for this week, I'm going for that Thursday night game. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Usually the home teams on these Thursday night games tend to win, and they, they do so pretty well. The traveling teams on a short week don't tend to do so well. So I'm going with the Jags. Bro,
2: they're playing in Florida. We mean traveling in
0: the same freaking state. Yeah, they still have to travel, Manny. It's not like they're playing at home. And Jacksonville has been one of the one of the few stadiums. Jacksonville's ben, one baby. of
1: the go few
0: stadiums. Ben. You gotta go. <laughs> Jacksonville's one of the few stadiums that's actually allowed fans in since the beginning. So there, I mean, I'm not not saying Jacksonville has many fans, but I'm still going with that one. Shout out,
1: shout out, shout out, to our boy Dane Addison if you're listening. Go Jacksonville. Yeah, go Jags.
0: All right, so that's gonna do it for our uh, recap and predictions for Week Three. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Commissioner, you there. See you later.